The music is provided by Calvary Quartet. You can have more of their music at calvaryquartet.com or log on to our website at gospelbaptistchurch.com. talk to you about Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to 29 but I'm not going to read it till the end of the sermon I'm not going to read it to the end of the sermon I'm trying to I constantly am trying to break up a pattern so I don't get in just this pattern where you can predict me exactly what I'm going to do I don't like it when you can predict me and so I try to purposely become not predictable and even in my vocabulary like this morning, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> let me tell you an illustration. Come with me in your imagination. Um, a man was walking down a narrow mountain path in a pitch black of night. When I was in Haiti, uh, we would have services in the evening. It would be dark. And people would walk four hours to get there. Four, and the mountains in Haiti, they're not massive, but I walked, uh, took us six hours to go from the bottom to the top of the mountain. I don't know about you, but that's a long way. And it, it seemed steep. We walked like, we went up like this on some of it, had holes in the mountain where they had, and you put your feet in them and your hands in them and you go upside. It's, it was interesting. And, but the mountains, I can imagine walking down some of those paths at night. And it's almost like the Haitians can see at night better than we can. You know, we got our little flashlight like that, but they don't have flashlights. They don't have the money. If they did, they wouldn't be able to afford the batteries. So they wouldn't be able to have flashlights. The flashlight's just impractical. And the wind, you can't have a candle. They really don't have lanterns much because you couldn't afford the oil. And so they're just at night, they just walk in the dark. And so it's not it's not so far out of line. The man would be walking down this narrow mountain path. Probably happens all the time at night. There was no moon. It was overcast. No light to see his hand in front of his face. I've been there. I've been where you could not see. You put your hand right here and could not see your hand. How many have had that experience? Yeah. It gets that dark. It gets that dark. After progressing a short distance along a dif difficult stretch uh, with, his, with the little lamp that he had for a light, he came to a very, very narrow section of the path, which there was really only room for one person. Uh, he slowly shuffled his feet ever so carefully as he walked down this little small path, leaning towards the mountain, of course. But suddenly, without warning, the rock under his feet gives way, and he finds himself horrified, falling. Immediately, of course, lets go of his lamp and begins to grasp towards the mountain for anything he can grab a hold of. On, before he accelerates very much in his fall, he grabs a hold of a tree that had been growing out of the mountain, which often do, and then they die. And he grabs a hold of this limb. His one hand grabs it, and his other hand, and, and he comes to a stop, and, he, and he's petrified now. Can't see a thing. His lamp's gone. He looks, to the, he looks no, uh, 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 above him, and he can't see anything. He looks 
the left of him, to the right of him, he can't see anything as he's hanging there. He looks below him, he can't see a thing. It isn't long before his shoulders begin to ache. Oh my. It isn't long before his back begins to ache and he fall, he is in a he is in agony. In fact, moments in moments he begins to want to cramp up. Uh, minutes seem like hours. He thinks he thinks if he lets loose of this limb, he's gonna fall on some jagged rock, not fire below him and, and be killed upon that rock. And so fear petrifies and motivates him to keep a hold of this limb that he has a hold of. Pain fills his entire body. His body cries out for rest. His mind cries out for life. Keep holding on or you'll die. You must hold on. But his body says, I gotta let go. The pain, I can't stand it. But his body says, You gotta hold on. The night, it seems like an eternity. Minutes and hours pass, but it just seems like it drags on. As most of you know, when you're in pain, time slows down. There is an absolute phenomenon of so. Pretty soon there begins, he sees the first ray, as I often do in the morning, just the first ray of light, where instead of the light, instead of it being pitch black, you see just like a a, a very dim blue as the sun begins to make its way up. I mean, he's all the sun's coming up. He still can't see anything. He's hoping, oh, as the time goes by and he's cramping, he's in agony and pain. Pretty soon he can see enough where he looks down below him. And about two feet below him is a big, long shell, big shelf that he could have let go of and easily rested the whole night but he didn't see it, and he didn't know it was there. All that agony for nothing. Is that you, O faithless Christian? Is that you? Are you trusting in the Lord tonight? Or are you agonizing through this life with worry and fear? And thoughts of, I'm going to die if this don't happen or that don't. I, let me say that you say, old people, they're out of that. No, 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 no. I find some of the most fear-filled people are old people. You think by the time somebody had walked with God for 20, 30 years, uh, that they, they didn't have any more fear, that they knew who Jesus was, amen? They had walked with him. They had talked with him. They knew who he was. And that they didn't have any more fear. But, oh, they begin to think, what am I going to do if my husband dies? What am I going to do if my wife dies? Who's going to take care of me if I have a stroke? Thousands of possibilities of trouble come across their mind. What if the what if my IRA that which I which I've put away in this that and the other thing? What if those things collapse? What if the government collapses? Well, what if? What if? Fear. I like what Jesus says to his disciples. Oh, you of little faith. He's pretty tough on them. He said, you don't have any faith. You got a little faith for a grain of mustard seed. No, you don't have that. But if you did, wow, oh dear Christian, don't be faithless. One of the greatest promises in the Bible to the Christian is rest. If salvation should give you anything, it should give you rest. Yet so many Christians in their experience, are walking through this life without rest. Well, there's been a book written, Why Christians Crack Up. 
Christians do crack up. How many times have I talked to people that said they were born? I mean, you couldn't talk about their salvation. They knew Jesus. If anybody knew Jesus, they knew Jesus. But they did not have faith and have peace that they should have. Let me go through a few things. I did a study on rest from one end of the Bible to the other. Every verse it occurred in. And here's some findings from that study. Let me share them with you tonight. First of all, nothing functions long without rest. You have to have rest in your Christian life. I think of the phenomenon of the human body. I mean, the heart. Let's just take the heart as an example. The heart may beat, according to the Bible, about 70 years is the average. By the way, isn't it interesting? we got a medical doctor here. Even still, the average for man, according to my statistic, uh, statistic here, is uh, uh, a man about, what, 72, 73, something like that. Average life, 74. Women may be a little longer, but right around 70, amen? Right around 70. Women may live to 80, 80 some. I don't know that. I tell you, in my experience, women outlive men a lot. And why is that? Because when the old man dies, her life gets better. That's just a short little assumption I had. I asked my wife, somebody asked my wife the other day, when, when Bill dies, are you going to remarry? And she said, man, no. I told the guy, I've ruined her for all other men. Of course, she answered back, that's because he's so good. But I thought that was a little tongue-in-cheek myself. I think I've been so tough on that woman, so hard on that woman, put her, stretched her every way you can stretch her. She don't want nothing to do with no other man after me. That's it. She's done with man. I can't blame her. I can't blame her. I know that's the way it is. If she died, I would have no other woman. Boy, she's the only woman I ever have. Seventy years, let's say you live. Your heart beats around. What a, what a pulse of uh, of seventy four, seventy two. You know, you have a pulse. I got a little statistics here. Your heart beats one hundred eight thousand times per day. Wow. If I'm wrong, don't tell me. Uh, <laughs> Three million two hundred forty thousand times a month. You're a millionaire. 39,420,000 per year. 2,759,400,000 in 70 years. One little muscle. But every time it does this, it rests. Rest. 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 You know, there's a, there's a syndrome people get where the heart beats too fast. We had a kid at Bob Jones where his heart would go up to 200 beats per minute. And he was 20 years old. His, his heart would go 200. It almost sits there eventually and just starts doing this. And I guess you, you die at the end of that whole thing. Why? The heart wears out. It can't keep beating. I've been watching a little ninja. How, how many watch them American ninja thing? Uh, go ahead a minute. And, and I just get a kick out of that little that little wiry, scrawny guy makes it all the way through. The guy that gets up there, I always I like to watch an injury because I love to predict. And I, this guy will get up there, and he's he don't have a t-shirt. You know a guy that really is proud of himself? They don't put a t-shirt on. He's up there, you know. I am some bad. 
He don't make it through three things and muscles cramp up. He's down in the water. This old scrawny boy, he's got a t-shirt on because he's ashamed of what he looks like. He gets on there, jumps up there, goes through that thing. Boom, 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 boom. I get up through. He hits the button. Ah, Ninja Warrior! I watched that in The Biggest Loser. I learned a lot between them two shows. They're about like this. Nothing functions good without rest, and it won't function long. You have to be able to have rest in your Christian experience. And God wants you to have rest. The words rest and peace in the Bible are closely related. Without peace, there's no real rest. Without rest, there's no real peace. We find rest mentioned in the Bible some 275 times. Let me, let me show you a few things. Number one, I found out the importance of rest. Rest was important enough to God that He made a special day for it. Amen! Don't worry about having services on, on Sunday. The whole day is God's. He expects you to use this for a day of diversion, a day of rest. Now, it's good to do good. And, of course, if, if, if your uh, ass falls in a ditch, you go take him out. By the way, that's King James. Uh, you were on that new version this morning in bus meeting. Uh, you need to get back to the Bible, brother. And, uh, and uh, you, know, you know, if you have to do something that needs to be done, I mean, the chickens need to be fed. Go get your food and feed them on Sunday. But you're not... Boy, I like the fact that old uh, Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. Culver's ought to close on Sunday. They're supposed to be Christian-owned. And some of these other Christian... If all the Christian businesses were closed on Sunday, what a testimony that would be to the community that we live in. But God says you need one out of seven. Even God rested on the seventh day. Hello? I figure he, he needs one out of seven. I figure we need one out of seven. Amen. I went home this afternoon and took a power nap. But after what I ate today, I had to get healed. And in the, in the, among the children of Israel and the children of Israel, every seventh year was a year of rest for all the fields. You know, there were some tough things under the law, but it wasn't all tough. One year wouldn't be too bad to have off every seven. Amen, deacons? One year every seven. Pastor Lytell gets a whole year off. We're going to make sure he's okay. We're going to send him to Hawaii. Site of Oahu. Got a little place there tucked in. He can look over the ocean, meditate, and be with God for a year. Take that up as a motion. First, second, discussion. I guess that won't work out. Yeah, well, anyway, we got to have rest. The 50th year, how about the 50th year? The 50th year, they got two years off, farmer. Two years. They were coming, They were told. Now, now, you know, farmers can be a little greedy. They like to put their crop in the field and have something coming up. He tells them, don't resist that. He says, resist that. He says, just let you eat what? He says, in fact, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bless you in the 48 years. I'll bless you. I'll bless you so well that you, you'll have enough food for those two years. And then 
just eat what grows up of itself. You know, the apples will still come up and the oranges will still come up. And what grows of itself, the poor people can go in and they can get it. Wasn't that interesting provision? So you know what a lot of it? Some of us don't rest enough. Then you got the group that rests too much. But some of us don't rest enough. We don't take enough time because it, it's not to, I'm not talking about, uh, I'm, I'm talking, rest doesn't mean non-production. Because I rest some of my best time out there feeding the chickens or doing some other little stuff that's diversionary rest. Agricultural communities, I believe, still understands the importance of letting land rest. Now, they may have changes. But it used to be when I was a kid that they rotated their fields and they not only planted different crops that took different nutrients out of the soil and put different nutrients in the soil, but they also sometimes would let fields rest. They would put nothing in those fields at all. Scientific studies have confirmed that if you do not get REM sleep, I'm not sure what REM stands for, but if you don't get this particular kind of sleep, it's the kind of sleep, rapid eye movement, that's what it is. It's when you're, eye, when you're having a, a dream and you're having uh, the eye, your eyes are this rapid eye movement type deal. It's a special kind of sleep. And if you don't sleep well and go into the rapid eye movement segment of your sleep, you eventually will become irrational and go crazy. Amen? How many heard that say amen? Four or five of us. The rest of you didn't get enough REM sleep. So the, it is, is, is rest important? Yes, it is. The absence of rest is a lot of those who turn is the lot of those who turn away from God. You people that turn away from God, one of the first things that happens is God, God takes the rest from them. Psalm 38 3 said, There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. Sin will rob you of sweet peace. Remember, peace and rest are together. It'll rob you. It isn't worth No thrill out there is worth losing the peace of God that passes all understanding and the pleasure of the God of peace. Oh, Isaiah 57, 20 says, The wicked are like the troubled sea. When it cannot rest, which waters cast up mire and dirt. And my, my, maybe the most popular one I've, I've known through the years, Isaiah 48, 22, where it says, There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. There's no peace. I look at sometimes these Hollywood stars that every, oh, the world idolizes them and says, Oh, that I was like her, oh, that I was like him. My, I wouldn't want to be like them for all the money you give me. Take, you could take Fort Knox and say it's yours. No, no, please, please. What really hurts my feelings is these, these contests where people, uh, America Got Talent stuff, where these poor souls who have relative peace in their life, this bothers me. These souls who have relative peace in their life want to be famous. What do you want to lose, the little bit of peace you got? Because as soon as you get famous, your life's going to go downhill. Remember that old girl in England? She came out there, and she's 45, 50-year-old girl, and she looked rough. And, you know, she got out there, and they mocked her. She couldn't sing. And, man, she sang like a bird. All of a sudden, she became famous. They fixed her teeth, did her hair, and, and she had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's, that's fame for you. 
Nations who desert God deprive themselves of rest. There was no peace in the times of Asa to him that went in or came out. But great vexations were upon the inhabitants of the country. The nation was destroyed of nation, city of city, for God did vex them with adversity. No rest, no peace. Why do you think America is in the shape it is today? Why do you think we've lost our peace? Sin. Because the people have turned away from God. And God will not allow you for very long to have rest and peace if you're not where he's where he is. He's going to take it away from you. There's promises with of rest for those who follow Christ. We have the rest of hope. The Bible says in Psalm 16, uh, 8 and 9, Eyes have set the Lord always before me. And because of that in verse 9, my flesh also shall rest in hope. Wow. No greater, no happier group of people than people that love Jesus and born again and want to follow the Bible. There's just no happier group of folks. They're so content, they sleep while I preach. Either their, their eyes are closed and they're meditating, praying, or sleeping. It's one of those three choices. Christ gives the luxury of resting in hope. The world has no such rest. They're a mess. Why? Have you noticed the, the theme of the, end, end, the movies that predict the end of the world are always horrific? Have you always noticed that the robots rise up, kill everybody, or, or a, a meteorite comes down and hits the earth and blops out everybody, or the sun gets closer to the earth and fries everybody, or it gets away from the earth and freezes everybody? They had one of those where uh, the New York City was frozen solid and everything. By the way, that's okay with me. But I mean, always horrific and always doom and gloom. There, is there not something? People have to write those scripts, right? Is there not something? It's just too, it's too common. Is there not something on the mind of those people that they, which have turned away from God, that this thing has just got to go bad? Isn't it interesting how it's just so common in these movies and these books? They write about the end of the world, the end of the world. The end. Well, I got a popular mechanics, I think or popular science, had ten ways the world's going to end. And ain't one of them was good, not one of them. Ten ways the world, the catastrophic problems the world may have. We have rest found in the Lord Jesus Christ only. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalm 37, 7, rest in the Lord, wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Don't fret about Obama. Don't fret about Biden. Don't fret about Hillary. Don't, don't lose any sleep over the elections. Don't, don't do it because God Almighty's got this thing squared away. Do everything you can do to promote good and to stop evil and pass that. God's got to take care of it. And just rest in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Many of the afflictions of the righteous. The Lord delivereth him out of them all. Amen. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Well, then you won't need your antidepressants. You believe that? You won't need a little toddy before you go to bed tonight. I've had people tell me, oh, i got to have a couple glasses of wine and go to bed. No, you don't. No, you don't. You trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not in your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. He'll come. He'll give you health to your bones, marrow to your bones. You'll start laughing again. That laughter will make you healthy. 
Because you're lighthearted? You're not always on the negative side of everything? Oh, the world, you know. Man, start looking at the positive things in the people around you rather than the negative things in the folks around you? Glory to God, that's good preaching. Start looking for the good, and, 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 and when you see the bad, try to say, well, everybody's got something. Let's go down the road. Let's keep looking at the good. We all need that. We all need that sermon for sure. Our rest shall be glorious, the Bible says. Uh, Isaiah 11.10 10, about the millennium. In that day there shall be the root of Jesse and shall stand for an ensign to the people to the sh- gen- which the Gentiles gen- shall see. And his rest shall be glorious. You know what the millennium is going to be? It's going to be, a t- it's going to be the seventh day. Day is a thousand years. A thousand years is a day. How many years in human history? 6,000 years, six days. Ooh, the numbers add up, but I'm not going to predict anything. But all I'm going to tell you is the millennium is going to be 1,000 years. That could be the seventh day, and it was the seventh day he rested. I'll write a book on it, get rich. The millennial period is going to be when Jesus reigns out of Jerusalem with a rod of iron. You and I, as, as, as transformed, made into his image with supernatural bodies like unto his body, glorious bodies, we're going to be able to rule and reign this whole thing, manage the whole thing. Uh, uh, the management position you receive will be on what you sent ahead, how you responded to here, how you responded in faith here and served him. And he's going to give you an obligation and a duty and a place to help in that period of time. But it's going to be a time that the world has never seen a time lamb lays with the with the with the uh, lion and and the adder the child plays on a on a snake den it doesn't bother him and and, and there's going to be some of the curse rolled back it's going to be beautiful you say brother Bill is that pine in the sky no you will see it with your eyes you'll breathe in the sweet air of that place. I hope I get to see you and we can hug and have a little spell. It will be rest for your souls. Jeremiah 6.16. By the way, that's a great verse. It says this. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways, see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Don't you like that? It's the old paths. Man, I don't despise the old I cling to it. I, I look for it. The right way, the true way, the tested way. Oh, good. I get to be part of that? Wow. He says the rest shall be glorious. We'll find rest to our souls. And now our text. Matthew chapter 11. You know it. Jesus' words. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And what? I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me and I I am meek and lowly in heart you shall find what rest to your under your souls why because my yoke is easy and my burden light the, the Christian experience the walk in Christ even in its most dark moments is sweet when I <clears throat> have been in some of the darkest moments of my life I still had an, an absolute fellowship and communion with Jesus. And I felt so bad for those people that were going through the same stuff I was going through because other people suffer, we, we suffer things common to man. Migraine headaches, 
guile, <clears throat> common to man. But yet, as a Christian, as I go through them, it's not common, is it? The peace of God, the pastor's all understanding, even in my pain, God is there. So I go through it, yes. I don't want to go through it. It's painful. It's hard. But yet, Christ is there to give you a sense that I'm going to take you through this. You're going to go through the waters, brother. You're going to pass through them, but you're going to come out the other side. Glory to God. Peace in Christ. What a beautiful thing it is. You'll find rest to your soul. Tonight, do you have the peace of God? Do you? Do you? What's holding you back from the peace of God? Can you name it? Are you faithless like that boy hanging on to that limb? all night long, almost dying of pain and agony and fear crossing his mind. And then it, when the sun comes up and everything's revealed, you realize that safety was there. You were never in any jeopardy. You know, that'll be the way it is when we see Jesus. We'll think of the days we worried and the nights we worried and we fretted and we stayed up and we walked before and we'll think, how stupid was that? Christ had me the whole time. Let me just say this, like Elijah, like Elijah, I can't think of the name of the city he was in. Started with a D. But anyway, he was in a city, and if I remember right, the Assyrians were going to come and get him. First Kings chapter 6, I think it is. Dothan. Yes. I heard a voice. Dothan. And, and, and uh, an army came around and surrounded them. And I love that servant, you know. That's the baby Christian. Uh, like he's, a, he's a mature Christian. And then got that baby Christian. He comes up and goes, oh, we're in trouble. We're gonna, what are we going to do, master, master? He says, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see it. And he saw the hills were full of chariots of fire. He said, those with us are more than those with them. Is that not the way it is tonight? Is not those with us more than those with them? The political scene is, is the worst I've ever seen it in our country. We got so many Republicans. We got so many Republicans, not one of them going to win. The one that is ahead is, is immoral. Own strip clubs, gambles. Unbelievable that he even have anybody vote for him. That's how bad off it is. Yeah, that's how bad off it is. But those with us are more than those with them. And I'm not going to let the poli the political scene. Oh, I'm going to vote. I'll vote. I'll vote for the 16 different candidates on the Republican side. The 13 independents and the 16 uh, Republicans. And there'll be one Democrat. I wonder who's going to win. And, but you know that's God. I put it on Facebook this week, if, backs, if, if Christians wouldn't be out there worldly, backslidden, immoral, divorcing each other left and right, worse than that even in greater percentages than the world, you know, we may not have what we have today. But if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, I'll heal their land. 
Don't ever forget why this stuff's going on. It's God chastising us. He's not chastising them. The sinners sin. He's not chastising the homosexuals. He's not chastising gender changers. He's not chastising all that. Those people do what they do because ducks are ducks and ducks quack because they're ducks and sinners sin because they're sinners. What he's doing is he's chastising the Christians who should be walking separately from that instead of in it. That's what he's doing. Absolutely, biblically tight, cannot get away from it. That's what God always does. Is true. He, the sinners do what they do. But the Christian, you know what you can do for America? Listen, Christian, you know what you can do for America? Live for Jesus. I mean, live for him. I mean, make it real. I mean, don't watch what you shouldn't watch. Don't set evil before your eyes. When a girl walks by, don't lust on her in your heart as if you're, as if you're getting away with it. When, when the computer thing comes out, don't watch pornography when it comes out. When pornography comes up, and you stand up and say, I denounce you in the name of Jesus, and get rid of that thing. If you can't take it, get rid of it. Get rid of your smartphone. Get a dumb phone. But don't you have something where you're continually sinning and in sin because that is contributing to the downfall of the United States of America, and we are going to lose the peace that God has given us. Take the peace. I'll tell you one thing. Prayer meetings will be full when that happens. God's people will start fasting again. And is that not really what we should do when times are good? When we ought to do fasting and prayer and seeking God's faces when things are good. Because I don't want them to get bad. Amen. I don't want them to get bad. I don't want to be whipped. I want to do it now. Seek Him now. Ask him for peace. Seek his face. And he'll give it to you. Father, we pray that you'd give us wisdom. That we'd understand what's going on. That we would not, our Father, lose or have to lose what you've given us before we know what's going. Father, I... I I just ask you that you'd help the born-again Christian in the sound of my voice, whether it be internet or here or wherever, that you'd help the Christian to live like a Christian, to walk worthy of the calling you have placed in us, as the Bible says. We're children of light. We're not to walk in darkness. How, How blasphemous it is when children of light walk in darkness after finding Christ as their Savior, after realizing they have hope, like the the sow that has been washed going back to her wallowing, or like the dog going back to his vomit. How repulsive, how repelling is that? Father, help us. We only can do what we can do individually. We can't control one person outside of us. We pray every born-again Christian, sound of my voice, may decide... I want to live for Jesus. I would love to see America spared. I would love to see America, us given some more time to get the gospel out, to be able to run bus ministries, go door to door, pass out tracts, have missions. Please, Lord Jesus, let the people of Gospel Baptist be the kind of folks that would have held Sodom from being destroyed.
May Lord God, may it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. His hand has led through shadows dream and while That's right.